Um, you know, um, Pastor Afi, as you know, is, uh, is a great friend of mine. Uh, but also, you know, he's a great minister of the word. And, um, you know, apart from the accuracy in the teaching, there is a lot that takes place as he's teaching. There's an empowerment that is being released. Uh, and, and um, you know, and um, I trust the Lord that what he has for us will be received today in this time of ministry. In this time of ministry. So I'd like us to welcome um, Dr. Ephiel Buki up uh, with a real high life welcome. God bless you, sir. Hallelujah. Today feels like a day to be blessed. And I rejoice. Hallelujah. You may be seated a while. Glory to God. Thank you, Pastor Carlton. I treasure our friendship. And uh, I know that in time to come, the Lord will intensify and accelerate that relationship for kingdom agenda. Praise God. Well, um, this morning, I intend to uh, share with us a very compressed message because... Uh, I, I looked at what I, I wanted to talk about and I had to edit it over the night because I'll have probably needed like three sessions to go through it. But the Lord is helping us today. Amen. The difference between where you are and where you should be is understanding, acted upon. And uh, I trust God that uh, you will help us today. I want us to look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, verse 3. And uh, it's um, a verse that will help us to begin to look at the ideas I want to communicate today. It's a part of what God was speaking to Cyrus. But I know that in spiritual things, the principles apply to everyone. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, if God is doing something, if you know that story of um, when Jesus was in Luke 5, when he was teaching um, all the scribes and doctors of law and all of that, Bible says the power of God came to heal them. It was specific. Power of God invaded that place to heal them. But at the end of the story, it was somebody who was not there that got healed. Because if you get into the flow, God will not say, it wasn't meant for you. Hallelujah. If we brought in electricity to power these uh, monitors, I bet you if you plug your cell phone, it will charge. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anytime God is moving, never exclude yourself. Praise God. So looking at this, Bible says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. I like the word treasures. Treasures sound like things that are very important and useful. Things that change our lives. But Bible says that they are in darkness. 
those treasures, they're in darkness. There are two dimensions to that. And then I will also give you hidden riches of secret places. So there are riches, things that will enrich our lives, but they are located in secret places. It will amaze you how many times you sat next to your breakthrough and you did not realize that that's what you were praying about. It will amaze you. I remember, you know, um, my wife told me about something that happened with her. She had her lunch break and felt, okay, let me, I, I mean, I came from home with my lunch. Then the Holy Ghost said, no, 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 leave that alone. Go over to that restaurant at the end of the city and take your lunch there. She was reluctant because at that time, she was particular about what she was going to eat. But the Holy Ghost had spoken. She drove there, got her food, and in the course of eating, the gentleman that sat next to her, she's a very conversational person. She found out that those two gentlemen were looking for her business. And over that meal, she was able to establish the contact that opened other doors for her. Hallelujah. There's no natural way she would have found that vein of, of blessing, of that treasure. So there's a dimension of God that enables you to locate and to see. So we need to explore that. Hallelujah. Now, if something is hidden, the question is, who hid it? Praise God. Well, from this text, it says, that you may know that I, the Lord God, who call you by name, am the God of Israel. So how does God show you that he is God? He says, by helping you to come into the treasures. That's how he proves himself. So God is not the one hiding. Hallelujah. But they are hidden. These treasures, these riches, they are hidden. Hallelujah. And God is the one bringing us to them. So he's not the one who hid them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Who remembers Hagar? Ishmael's mother. Praise God. You saw what happened to her. She had concluded she was going to die. Everything from what she could see, no hope. But Bible says at the end of the day, an angel came and then she now saw that well by her. Hallelujah. There was treasure around her, but she didn't know it was there. So that is why we need to explore this. Really, really. Praise God. Hallelujah. And... Uh, like pastor said, an encounter can transform your life. Praise God. That's what you need in every situation. Hallelujah. I remember, you know, back then, you know, uh, after I got married, you know, and um, my, my kids were in heaven enjoying the presence of God so much they didn't want to come to this earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can remind the angels, come and say, you need to go, uh, your parents to be are waiting for you. And say, Look, let them wait. We're enjoying heaven right now. They refuse to come. Hallelujah. In the natural, the doctors said, my wife had hormonal dysfunction. She had multiple uterine fibroids. And she had endometriosis. Babu says a three-fold cord. <laughs> 
is not easily broken. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And uh, I remember, you know, we, we just kept standing on God's word. We didn't do any surgery. We didn't do anything. No medications. We just um, kept trusting God and praying in the spirit every day. And um, there was this day in which um, we were both praying in our room and um, speaking the scriptures. When all of a sudden I started feeling vibrations in my hands, that began 1986. So I understood what they were. So as soon as I feeling that, because it wasn't me that brought it on, I couldn't guarantee how long they would be there. If I was in charge of it, then I can tell how long it would be there. Praise God. So as soon as it just came, I just knew, oh my God, I, this thing is here. Wow. I just screamed. I said, honey, she was at the other end of the room. Honey, lift your blouse up now. And then she quickly obeyed that. She didn't ask to find out why. Because that conversation, while we are trying to have it, <laughs> praise God. What came could leave, praise God. And then uh, I walked over to her and I placed my hands on her abdomen. And as soon as I did that, I was in the spirit. And I saw her. I saw abdomen large. And I saw this black line running down her abdomen. I didn't even pray that day because I just laid my hands and I saw that. And I began to say, oh, honey, look at your abdomen. It's so big. Oh, my God. It's so big. I see this black line running down your abdomen. I just kept repeating that until I came out of that experience again. And while I pondered, I was back there again and I saw this baby boy. And I began to describe his life and spoke about that child. Later, she asked me, why did you see one? She was praying for twins. You know, I said, well, I don't know, but I saw one. Maybe God is showing me one at a time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Hallelujah. But in, in that encounter today, we now have all the children that we want. My quiver is small. It contains only two. <laughs> Hallelujah. The last time I checked, that assignment was for all of us. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've done my quota. Praise the Lord. But you see, the encounter, praise God, brought into our lives the goodness of God. Brethren, you are one encounter away from your destiny. Everything that should happen in your life, it doesn't matter what it is. You are one encounter away from it. It's not so far. One encounter, hallelujah, makes the difference. It doesn't care what the doctors called it endometriosis, and all of those beautiful names that they have for problems like that. In one moment, God surpassed it. Hallelujah. I thank God for his mercy. God is not a respecter of persons. Hallelujah. He loves every child of his, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is awesome. Blessed be his name. You know, divine encounters are really important, and we must, be, we must be schooled in this. You know, there's a man who was located in the house of mercy. Bethesda, located in that place, the right place. And in that place, God arranged a divine visitation from, a, from an angel. Unfortunately, that man missed his encounter, and that thing cost him 38 years. Of waiting. Hallelujah. We must be attentive to the things of the spirit of God. They can cost. Hallelujah. They can cost. 
Blessed be his name. I've had in my journey with God, I've had situations in my, in fact, I remember this moment. Something was given to me that I did not pay attention to. And I've never seen it again in my life till today. I've asked the Lord. He's silent on it. I can't understand it. Hallelujah. Can't understand it. I'm telling you, th- many, anything can happen. Hallelujah. He just takes a response. Hallelujah. The first time I was translated from one location to another, my heart was in my chest, beating and pounding. Hallelujah. I kept struggling with the thoughts. You see, I didn't feel anything, but the thought was in my heart. And it was like, should I? Should I not? <laughs> Lend that laughter. <laughs> should I? Should I not? Should I? Should I not? And I said, oh, a man dies only once. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that step brought something supernatural. People of God, get ready. Your life is about to explode. Amen. The principles of God are eternal. They are not a respect. God is not a respecter of persons. Praise God. I bless the Lord's name. He's merciful. Now, I want us to look at... Um, Isaiah chapter 25, verse 7. Isaiah 25, verse 7. We're talking about hidden riches, hidden treasures. Who hid them? Hallelujah. Let's dig into that as a start. The Bible says, he will destroy on this mountain. We heard about mountains yesterday. Praise God. He will destroy on this mountain. What is he going to destroy? It says the surface of the covering cast, the veil, the thing that hides. There's a mountain, a place of encounter where, they are, where it is destroyed for you to see and know. And he says, a covering cast over all people, all. The only source of this can be from Adam. Something that covers humanity. The source of this must be Adam. Covering veil. That was when it came. Hallelujah. I shared with you yesterday that when Adam's eyes were open to this realm, they became close to the other. They became veiled to the other realm. Covering cast over all people. Everybody hidden from their destiny. The veil that is spread over all nations. This is why men do not see. Even when you are teaching, they'll be looking at you. They are lost. They will enjoy a four-hour home video and enjoy a 30-minute message. Hallelujah. The things of the Spirit that are not distinct to them. Hallelujah. There's a veil. There's a covering. Hallelujah. And that thing is hiding treasures from us and riches. I thank God there's hope. He says he will destroy on this mountain. Hallelujah. He will destroy on this mountain. If we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, let's go back there. Let's go there and see. And uh, this one reinforces it. He says, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to people. Hallelujah. It is veiled to those who are perishing. Praise God. Look at the next verse, verse 4. Verse 4 now says, Whose minds the God of this age. So there's a satanic grip 
on that veil. It is not an ordinary thing. It's empowered. Hallelujah. And until that veil is broken, men do not see the light. Who makes sense to them? The God of this world says, it's behind it. That is the veil. Hallelujah. Now let's see um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 14. In fact, this is one of the tragedies I read in the Bible phrase. <laughs> you know. And um, it says, their minds were blinded, the same veil. For until this day, the same veil. This day. The day Paul was talking about, the New Testament was already in force. Yet the veil persisted. Hallelujah. It's coming all the way from Adam. But their minds were blinded for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. Hallelujah. All right, let's go on. We'll come back to all of these beautiful thoughts. The next verse says what? But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies in their hearts. Now, this is what's going on here. See, I find this story very interesting. Because one would have thought that the parameters have been met. The people were groaning in Egypt and crying to God, save us. And then God promised Abraham that, look, your folks will be there for 400 years, but I'm going to come visit them and I will deliver them. So, brethren, this is a perfect moment where the people and God agreed. Hallelujah. The people and God agreed. They were in harmony with what they wanted. Yet, none of them except two entered the promised land. How can that happen? Hallelujah. God was ready for this. They had been crying for it. But at the end of the day, neither God or the people got what they wanted. The veil was the problem. Was the barrier, the problem. Hallelujah. So this veil, we need to explore what it is and how to deal with it. Hallelujah. God's going to open your eyes to some place. Hallelujah. And I tell you, a lot of the hidden treasures that for your life would begin to come in one after the other. Hallelujah. All right. Let's see... um, Aha, uh-huh, this is a good example. Second Kings chapter 6, very familiar text, verse 15. Just an example of what happens when there's a veil. All right? Second Kings 6, verse 15. We all know this story, Elisha. <laughs> and Babu says that morning, the servant of this great man of God got up, went out, probably to stretch himself and do some exercise. And now it says, when the servant of the man of God rose early and went out, oh, an army, praise, <laughs> not a soldier, an army, hallelujah. It's like the day I visited my parents and I was turning to leave. My mom said, hey, if before you leave, hey, there's something I want to show you. I thought, what she want again? And then I turned back and I said, mommy, what is this? Hey, something little here. So she pulled her blouse. And then there was a growth from her breast, visible. 
the size of a tennis ball. Say, what is that? Say, I've been seeing him, but I thought it would go away. As a medical doctor, I knew the implication. If you are over 35 years old, you have a tumor in your breast, it's cancer until proven otherwise. So as soon as you showed me, my God, this is a disaster. Hallelujah. This man slept soundly in the night. They had come here on a mission from God. This was the last thing he was expecting. Hallelujah. He wakes up in the morning and there's an army. They are totally surrounded. Oh my God. Surrounding this, not even surrounding them, surrounding the city with horses. Next verse says, and chariots. And the serpent said to him, Alas, my master, I should not have followed you. That's the real statement. <laughs> Hallelujah. I should not have followed you, praise God. That's what he was really saying here. And uh, as we read on in this account, the next verse in this story says, He answered him, Do not fear. You know fear is on the other side of what Adam's eyes were open to. Hallelujah. See, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. You see, at this point in time, it's just statements, grammar. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know, many times, that's how God's word sounds to us. You hear these beautiful words, yes, I know, but look, I've not paid my rent. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord has promised me he's coming with thunder tomorrow. <laughs> my son is crying. There's no food in the house. Hallelujah. Hearing my God supplies your needs. I hear you, but Junior is not eating. Praise God. So, words. Those who are with us are more than those. Now he's looking around. He's seeing the chariots, the horses. It doesn't sound real to him. Praise God. Amen. But as we go on, look at the next verse. Verse 17. It was then Elisha now prayed. This is a major key. Elisha prayed. And what was the prayer? God defeat the army? No. The problem is not the army. Hallelujah. He says here, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. So he was not seen. That is the problem. If you see, you will be different. Hallelujah. Open his eyes. That's the prayers. Praise God. And thank God. Prophetic activation of his sight. Hallelujah. And at the end of the day, the man is now blessed. Hallelujah. Open our eyes. It's a critical prayer for us to pray. Our eyes must be open to see. Hallelujah. I know the good thing, God already said, I want to give you the treasures that are hidden. So God is in the business of opening our eyes to see. It's in that business. It's in that business. Lord, I bless your name. Hallelujah. Then, um, if you look at the book of Luke chapter 24, let's see verse 30 first. Luke 24, 30. It came to pass. As he sat at the table with them, this Jesus now, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Verse 31 says, Then their eyes were opened, 
and then they knew him. It's not amazing that all the while he sat with them, talking with them, eating with them, they never understood anything. Hallelujah. He was right there. But it was after that, he gave them bread to him. He says, their eyes were now opened. And that was when they knew him. Hallelujah. So you see here that there must be an activation, praise God, that helps us to see so that we can know. Hallelujah. And when you know, you cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. Praise God. I bless God for the work of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Hallelujah. Okay. Now we're... Let's go further to look at John chapter 16, verse 12. John 16, 12. Jesus has been with the disciples for a while, mentoring them, teaching them, and then he gets to this point. He looks at them. He says, I still have many things to say, so he's willing to say. Hallelujah. He has many things inside of him. He wants to say to them. Hallelujah. So there's no problem with the willingness. Hallelujah. And there's no problem with what to say. Hallelujah. Jesus knows what to say. He's willing to say it. But in this statement he says, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. You cannot see them. If I tell you about them, you will not be able to recognize them. What's he talking about? There's a veil. There's something that is hindering their being able to see. Hallelujah. They're being able to see. Something is there hindering them. So no matter what he says, they can't get to understand it. Paul looked at the Corinthian church and said, I came ready to deliver to you strong meat. But when I came, I looked at you folks and it became clear that I can only give you milk to drink. Hallelujah. So it's not that he's not willing to teach them. There's something veiled about them. Hallelujah. And they cannot see. The next verse in this text, Jesus speaking, he continues by saying, well, however, there's hope. Amen. Amen. I'm not really happy. The Bible says that in Christ, the veil is taken away. Hallelujah. But it is not automatic. Hallelujah. The veil, there's a walking in Christ that deals with the veil. There's a mountain where that veil is destroyed. Hallelujah. And we know it's in Christ. So what is it in Christ that deals with the veil? Jesus tells us here. Say, how be it? When he, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will not guide you into all truth. So brethren, it's clear. It's the activity of the Holy Ghost that deals with that veil. When the spirit is come, every truth that now you cannot hear and understand, he will guide you into it. For he will not speak of his own authority, but of he goes on and all of that. Hallelujah. So we know this, that there's something about the Holy Ghost at work inside of us that helps us to deal with this veil. Hallelujah. He's the one that will enable us to see and understand the Holy Spirit. Blessed be his name. Hallelujah. Our God is awesome. Okay, so the Holy Spirit, thank God for that. Okay, 
Well, since um, we now know that dealing with the veil is in the Holy Spirit, let us follow the Spirit now. Hallelujah. Let's see the process. We have seen the problem. There's a veil. And many things are hidden because of that. Satan is behind. He's the God of this world. He blinds the eyes of those that believe not. Jesus says, right now, you can't understand it. But the Holy Ghost, when he comes, he will open you up to everything. Hallelujah. So let's focus on the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. See, a lot of folks, they miss it by focusing on the problem. No matter how much you focus on the problem, you will not see the solution. Hallelujah. The solution is found in the Spirit. Hallelujah. It's found in the Spirit. So, let's follow the Holy Ghost at this point in time. And we'll go to when he came. Acts chapter 2. And uh, let's select a few verses to look at verse 4. First of all, that's when he came. And Bible says, all of them were now filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. That is the first activity that happens. Hallelujah. So that is a major key for the believer. Hallelujah. Praying in the spirit. Blessed be his name. I, um, I remember back then, as a student, you know, I, um, <laughs> you know, I had to do the last exam I was to take before leaving University of Benin, where I spent eight years, two additional years. I spent two additional years. Now, I was down to the last exam that if I passed, I'll be out of the place. So the night before, I knelt and I said, Father God, I've gotten to this point. I have to leave. Help me. Now tomorrow, I'm asking something very specific. Please, whoever will examine me, let them not ask me any question. I do not have the answer. I don't want to beat about the bush. Any question they ask me, let it be the one that I have the answer. Please. Let's finish and go. <laughs> Praise God. I don't want to become a monument on this campus. <laughs> I've, put, I've paid my dues here. And I prayed until I felt good. And then, because of that feeling, I was ready for the exam the next day, an oral exam. Then we were all students gathered at the hospital, and one by one they called us in. And finally, it was my turn. I came in, sat down. The man looked at me and smiled. I said, well, young doctor, assuming you are in your clinic, and then a patient comes around, and her complaints are such and such and such and such and such, what would be your first consideration in dealing with this patient? In fact, when he was talking, my temperature rose. <laughs> I hardly understood what he was saying. So if, I, if you didn't understand the question properly, that means that the answer is, is not even remotely available. My heart would just say, God, you disappointed me. You failed me again. Oh, God. I thought we had an agreement yesterday, a gentleman's agreement yesterday. How could you have done this to me? I asked the question. Then he looked at me. So what will you do, doctor? I was going to tell him nothing. <laughs> but I got help. Because my mind went back to my prayer. 
My prayer is that, Lord, any question they ask me, let it be the question I have the answer. So it's not about the question. What is important that I have the answer? I said, all right. I said, sir, I need to get this question properly. Could you retake it? But you see that man, by discerning of his spirit, I think, he has already seen this is a student in trouble. So he said to me, he said, I'm ready to ask it as many times as you want. As far as he was concerned, I got this one. So he began again. The patient comes to your clinic, paradise plus that, with such and such and such. While he was doing that, I leaned over. And then, under my breath, I began to just pray in the spirit. Because this is not the time to focus on the question or the problem or what the possible outcome will be. See, when you do that, you are looking at the wrong place. Focus on the Holy Spirit. That is what deals with anything that blocks your eyes from seeing. Hallelujah. It's the key. Jesus said it. The whole of humanity, there's a veil on humanity. We have treasures, but they are hidden. Hallelujah. And Jesus says, look, unless the spirit comes, unless the Holy Ghost is at work, you cannot know, you cannot see. So I took my mind away from the lecturer. I took my mind away from the possible outcome. Because many will travel with that. Oh, if I fail this exam, what will happen? No, that is the wrong thing. So while the man was now retaking the question all over again, I leaned over like I was listening to him, but I was not. I'd listened the first time. There was no hope there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then I listened to my heart, and I began to pray in the spirit. See, when you are in crisis, learn how to block every external thing. Are you listening? The answer is not there. It's inside. Bible says that you withdraw from the words of salvation. So I began to pray in the spirit. But I did not pray loud. Yes, you know it's a hospital. <laughs> and the man is not born again. He can easily say, transfer him to the other department. Please tell your neighbor be as wise as uh... <laughs> So while I was praying just there, just me and God alone, and the spirit of God inside of me, after a while I heard, tell him, you do a pelvic pelvimetry. So I said, what is that? <laughs> so, so the same <laughs> said, just tell him. Later you can go and read it up. <laughs> Later you can go and read it up. So when the man was done with his uh, question, I said, well, sir, if I had this kind of situation in my clinic, I think I'll consider doing a pelvic pelvimetry. He said, oh, well done, my boy. Well done, my boy. Well done, my boy. Well done, my boy. Hallelujah. No more questions for you. <laughs> the Holy Ghost. He opened me out of my treasure. Hallelujah. He gave me the ability to see. Blessed be his name. You cannot be boxed in with the spirit of God inside of you. Hallelujah. 
He showed you the way forward. Hallelujah. I thank God. Praise God for supernatural help. Blessed be his name. I said blessed be his name. Our God is awesome. Amen. People of God. The hand of God is coming upon your life in a very strange way this season. Hallelujah. Because it's going to open you up to a new world entirely. There are treasures around you. Praise God. They are hidden. Hallelujah. But he will navigate you there in the name of Jesus. That's what he's going to do. Lord, we activate that dimension in the name of Jesus. That from your belly will flow rivers of living water. Let light shine in your heart in the name of Jesus. I thank you. That veil, we judge it in Jesus' name. We must see and know. Hallelujah. Must see and know. Blessed be his name. Oh, wow. So, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues. Speak with other tongues. The gateway to all in of what you have in the spirit. If we go down to um, verse 16 of that text, the Bible says that, you see this experience that they just had, it's been something that God had revealed ages ago. The church had been waiting for it. Hallelujah. They're waiting for it. In fact, it's one of the reasons why when Peter mentioned this. The poor were caught to the heart. Because if you were a Jew, you would have known that a day is coming. Bible says, shall a nation be born at once? That a new race will emerge on this earth. And these are the features of that age, of that, of that particular race of people. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when Peter came and said, this is that. We Joe spoke, they were caught to the heart. You mean that event took place and we have been cut off? Is there hope for us? Hallelujah. They cried out in anguish. How can we miss our moment? Hallelujah. So this is something that God had revealed. And Babu says, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. The man who had functioned in that veil. A day is coming. Hallelujah. It's going to go beyond the prophets. Look at the next verse. And it shall come to pass in the last day, said God, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. All. And what will happen? Your sons and your daughters. What will happen to them? Next verse. They shall begin to prophesy. Hallelujah. They will speak things that are not of the earth. Hallelujah. It's not unusual for us to speak beyond what men see. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. We are in that age. Hook your tongue to your spirit and speak what is coming from that source. Shall prophesy. Shall prophesy. And your young men now shall begin to see visions. Hallelujah. Look at this closely. It's everyone upon whom the Holy Ghost has come will see visions. And then your old men will dream dreams. These are tools of the Spirit. 
visions and dreams. Hallelujah. It belongs to us now. Praise God. The ability to see and know belongs to us now. Hallelujah. I thank God for that. When we can see, it means that the veil is being dealt with. Hallelujah. A veil is to prevent you from seeing. But God is saying that the presence of the Spirit is giving us sight again. That we can see. Get ready for the dimension. You don't need to be a prophet to see. Hallelujah. In fact, the real reason why God put prophets in the body of Christ is not to prophesy to you. The real reason is to activate this dimension. But because we don't know what they are there for, we say, ah, that one woman came to me. She came with a lady. Came with about, I think, three photographs. She said, this is Johnson. This is Ruben. This is Alexander. Pastor, which of them? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what we have reduced the prophetic ministry to. Hallelujah. No, no, no. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to activate your sight. Hallelujah. The Bible says if you come to a prophet and give a prophet a cup of water, what happens? You get the prophet's reward as well. What is on him comes upon you. Hallelujah. So these are the things that God has for us. I was pressing to them. Say, this is that day. I'm glad we're in that day. Hallelujah. Where all the sons and all the daughters will prophesy. Amen. And they'll begin to see visions. Say with me, I see visions. And I dream dreams. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Ghost brings pictures to us. Hallelujah. Supernatural sight. Blessed be his name. Supernatural sight. And that's the dimension that God is causing us to come into. Hallelujah. I give God praise. Okay. So, let's keep traveling with the Spirit. If we look at uh, Job chapter 33 verse 15, as we go on, uh, let's see. Help us with that. Job 33 15. Hallelujah. It says, in a dream, this is why it comes. In a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering is going on their beds, what happens? Verse 16. Then he opens the ears of men and does what? Seals their instruction. God will visit you and come to you. In night visions as well. You are open to dust. I see a stream flowing. Father, I thank you, O oh God. A stream of revelation. Hallelujah. Bringing your people to a place of knowing, oh God. Ahead of time, the Lord will show you. He will cause you to see and to know ahead of time. That is your Lord. Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus. Has he not said that he won't do a thing unless he reveals it? It's the pattern of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. God's way of doing anything in your life is to reveal to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Behold, a man comment that has bigger beard than me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I've not seen this man for donkey years. Jesus. Hallelujah. My brother, good to see you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our God is a great God. Hallelujah. And he reigns. Praise God. That's the work of the Spirit of God. That's what he does in us. So this is the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. To change how we speak and to cause our eyes to see what men cannot normally see. Hallelujah. I am your, your Lord in the name of Jesus. 
I saw now like a flash, a stream of, of waters flowing, hallelujah. And God is causing this dimension to settle upon this family of God. From today, strange encounters will come to you in the name of it. And Lord says, even angels will appear to them and bring my word to them and speak into their hearts. I see somebody in his bedroom. I see an angel sit beside the person, talking to the person. I see the spirit of revelation come upon your life in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I release this dimension of grace in this house in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Maria Kosopa Ika Amsajika Bukambradegas Parisa Pokinta Kriya Tomingizalo Badekeata. My father, Migila Bondu Zobahakaya Timaharaba. Holy Spirit, thank you, O God, for that which you bring your people into in Jesus' name. None shall be feeble amongst us. None shall be small amongst us. Every man is a champion of the faith. You are strong in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh God, I bless you. What a joy. Hallelujah. Now, let, let's see. Um, I mean, he's not spoken that the Holy Ghost when he comes. He's doing the work of um, bringing visions and dreams and helping us to prophesy. But let's see the book of um, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Let me show you the spectrum of this. Praise God. Spectrum. You know, when the word spectrum means where it starts from and where it ends. Praise God. So, now Paul says this. Paul writing. He says, it is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. Hallelujah. This is not a fleshly exercise. We're not trying to say this thing because we want to show that you are superior or anything like that. No. That's not it. Let's focus on kingdom issues here. Praise God. Now look at what he says. He says, I will come to visions. And then he says, and revelations. You know what that means? It means there are things that he classifies as visions. And there are other things that he classifies as revelations. Hallelujah. Praise God. Visions and revelations. So when the Holy Ghost is functional in you, this is the spectrum of what he's going to bring into your life. Hallelujah. Revelations and then visions. Hallelujah. Now, they flow into one another. It's a spectrum. Praise God. Let me help you uh, look at it a bit closely. Praise God. When you're talking about revelation, basically, you are talking about the Holy Spirit being able to reveal to you things you don't know. Praise God. Now, in revelation, you don't have pictures. Hallelujah. So, it starts from that beginning and then progresses all the way to where you now have pictures coming in. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, Generally, we can classify them into three major headings each. Praise God. Generally. Hallelujah. Three major headings. Three kinds of revelations. Three kinds of visions. Generally. Hallelujah. But you see, in all of those things, there are different, different levels in between all of them. Hallelujah. For the purpose of teaching, that's why we try to say, okay, this is that. It's like the gifts of the Spirit. You won't see them really in real life manifesting just single. No. It's really a combination of gifts to get the job done. Hallelujah. But for the purpose of teaching and understanding, we need to know this is that, that is this. 
Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now, in, um, in Revelation, you have things that God will show us, but you don't hear sounds with them. Hallelujah. There are more things that you get to know by perception. Hallelujah. Like I will use this, the description, inner feeling. Hallelujah. You just have that inner feeling inside of you. That man is an evil man. That's not a voice. It's a hard perception. You didn't see any vision. You didn't feel anything. But you just have that perception. Just wake up in the morning. I don't feel like traveling. Something in me is saying, do not travel. Hallelujah. Now, that is a very serious manifestation of the spirit. Never ignore it. Praise God. I lost one sibling because I did not follow that. Hallelujah. I just had a feeling, pray for this family. But I was busy. I had things to do. Until in the night, my dad came and said, if you come with me, I got to the hospital. My younger sister, 16 years old, was lying on the bed. As soon as I walked in, I heard inside of me, this is why I tried to get your attention. I held her hands and she took one deep breath and she was gone. Hallelujah. So let's learn how to respond to that. Train yourself to follow your heart. Praise God. Like I said yesterday, don't be afraid to miss it. You may miss it. In fact, you will miss it. Hallelujah. But keep at it. Over time, you will learn more accurately. What you do not start, you cannot grow in. Praise God. So it's one of God's means of revealing to us. And it's authentic. Hallelujah. I remember I preached in a meeting some years ago. Years ago. And uh, it was one of those meetings where I was very, very unhappy with myself and the people. Praise God. Because everybody was dry. The Holy Ghost was dry. I was dry. And they were dry. <laughs> so I finished preaching that day and it was like, okay, what is this? And I looked at everybody. They're all looking at me. So I said, Lord, should I just live like that? No, let's. So I said, but let's pray in tongues. I was praying in tongues. I didn't feel anything. But after praying for a while, I kept feeling that somebody was unhappy. That's all it was. I kept praying in tongues and that's all the feeling I had. See, at that point, there are many about the process. Hallelujah. Never do that. So, when I prayed and I wasn't getting any other thing, I just said it out. Somebody here is not happy. That sounds like a very foolish thing to say. Praise God. But I'm starting somewhere. And somebody here is not happy. And as soon as I said that, I felt... Because of a medical problem. And that's when I said it. Because of a medical problem. So at this point in time, everybody got interested. So let's pray in tongues. And then I felt, I did not hear a voice. I felt this problem is in the breast. And it's a growth. So I said those words. At this point in time, my heart was pounding unbelievably in my chest. So I said that. And then as I tried to speak further, I just knew the person was at the back row. So I said that. The lady stood up. Came forward. 
You have a growth in your breasts. Yes. So I said, everybody watch this. We're going to pray. Is there any doctor in the house? Any nurse? Look, let me tell you a secret. If you are stepping out in spiritual things, step all the way. Either you are doing it or you are not doing it. Praise God. Don't be lukewarm ahead of the cold or whatever, you know. I mean, I'm taking that step where let's cuckoo die. Praise God. Uh-huh. So that's what happened. I said, any doctor here? Praise God. And then my two, three folks got up. Medical persons. I said, watch this. We're going to pray right now. You can, I said, can you feel it? He said, yes. It's here. You can feel it. Touch it again. Make sure it's there. The person did that. And I said, okay. We're going to all pray. Praise God. You see, because something coming from my I've seen all kinds of things happen. I've seen legs grow out. I've seen teeth grow out. Just by following my heart. Are you listening? But I've seen headaches stay when it did come from my spirit. So, I prayed. We all prayed. And I said, take her to wherever. And tell us what has happened. So, he took her there. Then I pretended I was uh, not concerned. <laughs> Praise God. Uh-huh, yes, yes. God is faithful. God is this. My heart was doing a double somersault. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm trying to help you understand the practicality of these things. Praise God that look, we all feel the way you feel. Hallelujah. Pastors told us that courage is what, sir? Be continuing. Is that not so? Yes. Hey, hey. So, they went there, and when they were coming, I said, hey, come on, give us the verdict. Praise God. Then I looked at the man's face, he was smiling, so I knew it was a good report. <laughs> Praise God. It's amazing. It's a miracle. That's what he said. It's a miracle. Hallelujah. They can't find the tumor. God took it away. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is the way it works. So that is a feeling does not make it less supernatural. Many people are just waiting for the spectacular. No. The supernatural is always present with you. Hallelujah. And that's part of the revelation that God will bring. Blessed be his name. Amen. Now, if you upgrade that, that is when you now hear the voice of the Spirit of God. It's authoritative. Praise God. So that's people turn around. Who spoke here? Hallelujah. That's a higher dimension of revelation. Praise God. But it's all within the same spectrum. Hallelujah. Now, as you journey in this process, you now get to a point where what God is revealing to you is so tangible that you can literally see it. But if you look properly, you are not seeing a vision. Who has said the prophecy going, I see as it were. Hallelujah. That's where somebody actually can touch something. It's so real that he can describe it, but it is not really a picture. So that is the upper spectrum of revelation. Hallelujah. And then that transitions into the lowest kind of vision. Hallelujah. Where the Lord will actually put pictures in your heart, in your spirit to see. Amen. And then you can move beyond that to um, an upgrade where your senses can be suspended. So there's no interference from your senses. And God cannot bring to you 
visions or a picture. Hallelujah. And of course, you have where you now have, uh, you know, all your faculties intact and then uh, you can uh, see what God is telling you. Praise God. You're standing here, for example, and then you're seeing everybody, but an angel is standing here. So you're seeing both the angels, you're seeing everybody. Praise God. So that happens. Hallelujah. But all of this is what the Holy Ghost will do in the believer. Praise God. Amen. So let's get ready for the supernatural. Hallelujah. Blessed be his name. Okay. So let's get now to some practical work here. Hallelujah. What I've done so far is to give you a background. Hallelujah. What has happened, why it has happened that way, and then what we need to expect. Praise God. How do we practically cooperate with the Spirit of God in our lives? Praise God. So let's dig into that. Now, let's see the book of Revelation chapter 3. We'll look at a few verses, verse 14. And then, um, verse 14 says, Aha, good. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, This thing saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Alright? So this is a message for the church. Hallelujah. They have the Holy Ghost. They are born again. Amen. Alright? So let's go to verse 16 and read part of that message. He says here, He says, So then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Next verse. Because you are saying, I am rich, I have become wealthy, I have need of nothing, but you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, and, and blind. You're not really seen. Hallelujah. You're not seen. And you are even naked. So we now know where they are located. Praise God. Now, next verse now says, I now give you counsel. If you are blind, praise God, and you are naked, you are vulnerable, and all of those things he has described, Say, this is my counsel. Praise God. This is what to do about it. Hallelujah. This is the cure for blindness. Hallelujah. Praise God. I counsel you to buy from me. So that is the source. And it's not gotten by collecting. Notice the word buy. Hallelujah. Can you repeat that word buy? Uh-huh. Praise God. And he says, you buy it from where? From him. He is the source. The thing that will open your eyes will come from him. Amen. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may not be truly rich and white garments that you may be clothed that they continue, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And look at this. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may now see. Hallelujah. You need to get oil for your eyes so you cannot see. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. You remember the ten virgins? Hallelujah. They were foolish ones and the wise ones. And unfortunately, the foolish ran out of their oil supply. Following that, they looked at the wise. They had oil. So they said, oh, wow, we'll just get from them. So they walked over and said, please, the bridegroom is coming. Help us. And then the wife said, uh-uh, in the kingdom, that's how you get it. About the oil, they are sellers. 
go there and buy. You don't just collect it. You go there and buy. Something has to leave you to have it. Praise God. A story I like to tell all the time, you know, because it helps to illustrate this. I met my wife suddenly. I didn't know her before. I just ran into her somewhere. And then uh, I heard somebody say, Pastor. So I turned around. And I looked at her. I didn't know who she was. Then she said, have you come to see me? And I was alarmed. Praise God. I looked at her with a big smile on her face. I said, "Before I should tread carefully here because the way this person called me and all of that, so animated. I just said, I've come to see everybody. So this way. I turned back and looked at where I was meant to be going, but now I followed her. And I told myself, I'll spend maybe two minutes there just to find out who she was and then I go back to where I originally planned for. So I got over to where she was and uh, my God, she was so captivating. I never met anyone like that. My two minutes became one hour. In fact, the original place I planned to go to, I did not go again. In fact, today I never went there. So when I was driving away that day, I said, wow, that's a very wonderful lady. And you know, a young man, wonderful lady, it's like a magnet. So I went back again to be sure that what I felt that first day was correct. I went there, then I went there again. In fact, there was a visit. In the excitement to be with her, I drove my car there, jumped out of my car without turning off my headlights. Remember, I was trying to impress her. After spending that time with her, and I came, entered my car. Oh, oh. <laughs> I said, Father, let this ground open and let me enter. Oh my God, what a terrible day. So, after like two weeks, I said, This is the one. I tried to pray, I did my best. But each time I said, Father, Lord, I hear, yes, yes, she's the one. So I knew that I cannot hear on this matter again. I've gone beyond that. So I invited a friend who have many friends. Some are apostles, some are pastors, some are evangelists, some are all kinds of people. But there's one that says he's a prophet, that Jesus appears to him. So I invited him from another state. I said, my friend, I'm your owner. Please come. Come join me. Say, what is going on? I said, don't worry. All I need is that Jesus to appear to you. In all your years of ministry, I've never demanded this from you. This is the first demand I'm placing on you. I said, we're going to go visit a young lady. I'd like you to be in the spirit while we're there. Don't, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Whatever is going on there, you just remain in the spirit. Then when we are leaving, you now give me the verdict from heaven. So I told the, because we didn't want to drive there and then she's not in. So I told her, on so, so Dave, I'm coming with a friend. It's just a casual visit, nothing serious. She was, we're just passing by. I said, all right. She went to town. That day, as we drove into where she lived, is from the road, let me use this language, that we started hearing the smell. 
Normally, you don't hear smell. But that day, from the road, we're hearing the smell of the food. So when we entered where she was staying, my goodness. Different kinds of rices, pepper soup, ice cream, wines, turkey, bush. Ah! So I reminded my friend that he's supposed to be in the spirit. So he told me, don't worry. I'm already in the spirit. (laughs) So I saw my spiritual friend as he entered that place from chicken to (laughs) and trust that uh, young lady. You want some more? So, it was when we were leaving at the door of her house, he turned and said, this is the one God has given us. I said, friend, is that the Holy Ghost? Or that's chicken talking? I don't know which one again. He said, don't worry. I've seen somebody giving me this kind of food. I'm still looking for somebody else. Lie, lie. Lie, lie. Lie, lie. So, that week I proposed to her after two weeks. Just can I supply it? And she also organized me the agreement. Hallelujah. Two can work together when they're in agreement. So Anna said, now that we have agreed on this, when can we get married? He said, Well, you know, I'm going to do my PhD. You know, I'm going to do that. You know, I just said, You work. <laughs> <laughs> I just said to her straight, I said, you see this next month, I'm seeing your dad. <laughs> do what? Be what? <laughs> so I will travel first, do this. This next month, I'm seeing your dad. I met her in July. August, I went to see her father to shoot I'm serious. September, my parents carried wine to go and see her parents. She was traveling to do PA with no. October, we went to court to get married. Uh, do the PhD from my house. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so you see, my wife and I, we barely really knew ourselves in depth before we got married. Because it was just two weeks we met that we pro- I proposed to her and then uh, we planned for our wedding. So when we began to live together, that was when many things began to show up. And then uh, one day she said to me, say, honey, I said, yes. I like the way the Holy Ghost is doing you. I said, okay, that's fine. I want him to do me like that. I said, that is also fine. You see, with my wife, I'm careful. You know how bonus comes from there. <laughs> so I have to be very careful. Praise God. Uh, the way I respond to her, you know. Uh, I try not to agitate her. Praise God. <laughs> So, I want him to do me like that. I said, that's fine. That's, that's good. <laughs> so, how do you want him to do you like that? Ah, you're my husband now. Then she knelt down. So, why are you kneeling down? Say, just lay hands on me. Then I will get it. In my mind, I said, but that's not how it came to me. <laughs> but, you see, I can't joke with Obono soup. I laid hands on. That's what she said she wanted. 
I said, Father God, she said she likes something that she sees in me. And she said, if I pray for her, she will get it. So according to what she has said, Father God, I'm not praying for her. Please give it to her so that she can get what she wants. In Jesus' name, amen. I've done my bit. After about two weeks, I had honey, yes. My own is not doing. It's not doing. I said, oh, that day I used one hand. Let's try the two hands now. So she knelt down again. I again repeated my prayers faithfully and diligently. I heard the amen and I rested my case. Then she was very happy, went about her life. But after almost a week plus, honey is still not doing. So, because I've already used two, uh, two hands. So, do, do I add uh, a leg along with the hands now? That's it's God that saved my wife with all the laying hands, she would have become bold. Then something happened. I came in one day and she said, Honey, I'm tired of this. I said, Okay. I made a vow today. I'm not going to touch water or food any day that I don't have an encounter in his presence as I fellowship with his word. I said to her, it's actually now you are ready for this journey. There were days in the night she had not eaten all day. Honey, won't you eat something? No, 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 I've not gotten there yet. At that point in time, she was always telling me I should take her out, so I seized the opportunity. I studied her that uh, that day it has not clicked. I came as if I didn't know what was going on. I said, honey, I want to take you out today and really, really rock your world. Let me just, any restaurant you want, tell me. I'm ready now. Can we go? I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, not today, not today. I said, why, why? I love you. I miss you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. God help me in that season, though. I'm telling you. Hey, this God is on my side. <laughs> Hallelujah. So she began that journey. And guess what? As she took that position, I began to see strange developments. There was a day she came back from work and she said, Honey, look at today what happened. At work, you know, I got there and everybody was in disarray. We're about to do one real serious deal when uh, we found out that uh, the documentation, that they had lost it. Nobody knew where they kept the document for that process. So when I saw what was going on, I knew it was my opportunity because I've been praying, Lord, every soul in this company belongs to me in Jesus' name. So when she saw that, she she went somewhere and said, Father God, in the days of Daniel, you showed yourself as a revealer of secrets. Show me this thing that they may know you rule in the lives of men. And suddenly, the Holy Ghost came upon her and she knew where that thing was kept. She went there and said, come, you folks, come. I know where it is. And they looked at her and said, you don't even walk in this section. She said, I know. By revelation, 
my God is alive. He told me it's in that cabinet, space number, whatever space it is. So everybody was watching her. She walked up there, pulled it out, counted the number of a row, whatever it was inside, and said, told me number, whatever. God there pulled out the document that was there. Is this what you're looking for? And everybody wondered, how did you know? The manager of that place became my church member because of that. Hallelujah. There's a price for being spiritual. You can't eat pizza, lie on your bed, and you want the supernatural. You are a joker. Hallelujah. Something must leave you for you to have that. Have you not read? He may increase, and I may do what? I may decrease. Hallelujah. There's that price. Say, come buy of me. Come buy of me. There's that price to be paid. That price. It's a requirement. Hallelujah. It's a requirement. Okay. Let's get into business. Luke 15, verse 17. How much time do I have left? Huh? Oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. Okay. Let's go there. Luke chapter 15 and uh, verse 17. Okay. Now this is that son we call um, prodigal. Praise God. The Bible says when he came to himself, that was when he now said this. And he now took action to change his life. Praise God. Now, in the NIV, actually, it says, when he came to his senses. Hallelujah. When he came to his senses. That's where NIV puts it. Hallelujah. We heard yesterday about the activation of our senses, right? Yes. This might have been that place, you know, tomorrow. But in the midst of that, at some point, his senses came alive. And the information they brought changed his life. Hallelujah. And that is where I want to go back to that subject. Praise God. I'm going to bring you back to that subject and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Because they are linked together. Now, if we go to the book of uh, Luke, uh, same Luke 16, verse 22. Let's see this to help us appreciate this. This is a story of two beggars. Praise God. The story of two beggars. One begged on the earth. The other begged in the afterlife. So there are two beggars. Hallelujah. I think it's better for a man to have begged in this world. Praise God. Okay. Babu says, so it was that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. But the rich man also died. So both of them left this earth. Praise God. And the next verse says this. And being in torments in Hades. That's the rich man now. Being in torments. Praise God. Which meant that even though he had departed from this world, he could feel. Hallelujah. He could feel. If he couldn't feel, he wouldn't be in torment. Praise God. So even though he has departed... In fact, this man was buried. His body was buried. And in that body, he had his eyes. Praise God. If you look at the corpse, the eyes are still there. The ears are there. 
The tongue is there. Everything is intact. Praise God. But Babu says that in this other place, he was in torment in Hades. Then in there, he lifted up his eyes. Which eyes are these ones again? Hallelujah. He has eyes. So it means that you have more than one set of eyes. Hallelujah. You have more than one set of eyes. He could feel. He has eyes. And Babu says he now saw Abraham and recognized him. He saw Lazarus in his bosom. Hallelujah. If you read for but let's see the next verse. Then Babu says he cried. He could speak. He has a mouth. He could speak. He said to Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger into water and cool my tongue. I'm in tormenting in this place and all of that. Praise God. That man could hear. He was in a conversation. He could speak. He could see. He could feel. It looks like there's a replication of everything he had externally. Hallelujah. And brethren, it was not when he died he got them. Hallelujah. All those things that were seen manifestation here, he had them while he was alive on this earth. The problem is that we are too used to our external senses. We rely on them. We live by them. And because we ignore our inner senses, they lie dormant. But they are there. They are there. Praise God. When a man is born again in the sense of becoming a new creation, what happens essentially is that his spirit becomes lit, is activated because God introduces Zoe, his substance into human spirits. Hallelujah. And Bible says that Zoe is the light of men. It ignites you inside. It awakens your full potential. Hallelujah. Which means that you can hear, you can see, you can even smell. I was in a church somewhere in the west and uh, I preached all week, seven days. The final day of the meeting, you know, was a Thanksgiving and after ministering and preaching and laying hands and everything, I now gave the microphone thankfully to the pastor that I'm done. But as the service went on, he said, ah, no, 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 pastor, come and take the Thanksgiving offering. Ah. Usually with me, once I drop the mic like that, I'm done with it, you know. So I said, okay, 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 let me oblige him. So, in that church, they brought the offering bowl in front, and I just came and stood there. I wasn't singing with them. I disconnected. So I stood in front of the offering bowl, and then their tradition there is that they dance around with their offering. You know. So I was actually just looking at them. I wasn't singing. I wasn't praying in the spirit. I wasn't doing anything spiritual. I was waiting for it to be over. Praise God. So people were coming in with their offering. And you know how people do it uh, in such occasions. You know, so we dance forward. <laughs> then we dance backwards again. Praise God. So I was watching everything. How they were dressed, everything, they come, they drop the offering and look at it. Praise God. Then they kept going. Then somebody struck my, got my attention. It was a man. He wasn't really dancing. 
he was actually strolling down. But what struck me was that he purposely kept behind him whatever he was bringing. Praise God. So that caught my... I mean, this is a very funny way for a man to come drop an offering. Praise God. So I kept following him. He wasn't dancing. He wasn't smiling. He didn't look happy. And whatever he was bringing, he kept it behind him. So I kept now watching him carefully. He kept strolling. Then he got to the front. It was when he got to where the offering was that he brought it around. Later I found out that he actually went to his account and closed it. Praise God. Apparently under some kind of divine instruction. Praise God. Amen. Not related to my preaching. Praise God. I don't want you scared. Say, ah, you mean you have that anointing and I'm still inside this church? I know you people. Ha! Ha 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 ha. So, you know, so he got there and then dropped that envelope, that like huge envelope inside the offering bowl. And then I followed his hand movement. As soon as that offering touched the bowl, where the bowl was, in, I just saw that the thing had disappeared. And in his place, I saw like a cloud of incense. I looked at the bowl and what I saw was a cloud of incense beginning to rise up. And when that thing got to my nostril level, oh my God, an aroma that I cannot describe from this earth. So that was when I started speaking again. I said, what an aroma. My God, this is heavenly. Oh my God, this fragrance. This is not earthly. I kept describing that. At the same time, a woman in the audience turned to her neighbor and said, what kind of fragrance is this? What kind of perfume is this? I smell something unusual. Hallelujah. So, you see, all your senses and faculties are inside of you. God wants you to know them again and relate with them. Hallelujah. God is a spirit. It is deep that calls to deep. If he's going to talk to you, he'll talk to your spirit. He's going to show you, he'll show your spirit. He's going to cause you to hear something. He's going to be in your spirit. We need to journey to that place. Hallelujah. Our hearts. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, you have a responsibility to hear. You have a responsibility. Let's look at the text we heard yesterday. Uh, Hebrews 5.14. Hebrews 5.14. It says, Solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is those who by reason of use, by reason of use, they have their senses exercised. Hallelujah. So that they cannot begin to discern between both what is good and what is evil. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go to um, uh, the last text I'll read for today. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Hallelujah. And then um, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to um, tell you my story as a means of teaching what is here. Hallelujah. Because this is what you need to do. Praise God. Every man must chat his own way. You have your heart already. 
You have your eyes. You're not trying to get eyes. Hallelujah. You already have eyes inside of you. Praise God. Your heart has your eyes, your ears, everything. You can see. Don't wait to die before you can see. Hallelujah. Amen. That blindness is destroyed in the name of Jesus. You have no need to have a veil over your heart again. You're born again. The Holy Ghost is inside of you. Praise the Lord. Are you ready for this? I want to hear you loud enough. Are you ready for this? Glory to God. Okay. Now it says, this is the beginning. This book of the law should not depart. You know what that means? Be stuck on it. Hallelujah. Not an occasional thing. You want to change any part of your life, you must invest in it. My wife and I, I told my wife back then, you know, she was saying, okay, maybe we'll pray this weekend. I said, no, 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 no. It's a daily thing. All we need to do, add 10 minutes to your prayer time and devote that to speaking the word of God. Our children are going to come. doesn't matter what daughters have said. Hallelujah. Even though in the natural, she had endometriosis, hormonal dysfunction, multiple uterine fibroids. God's word trumps all of that. Hallelujah. It's the inconsistency that is the problem. Praise God. Brother, please come. Come, 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 come. This is the foolishness that many of us do. Praise God. Now, this man is unwanted. Praise God. Come, 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 come. He's unwanted. So, I come. I try to push him. He's going to resist me because he wants to come. So, I keep pushing him. He's moving. He's moving. He's moving. And then I get tired. What do you do then? You keep coming. After a while, I hear that message again. I start pushing again. He goes a bit. Not completely out of the picture. I get tired and weary. And then what happens again? He keeps coming. Then I go back again. After that charge of faith somewhere, I push him again. And then you will not tell that stupidity. I've been praying for five years. You have not been praying for five years. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Okay. Amen. So he says, this, you must be radical about this. This book, sleep on it, wake up on it, write it everywhere in your house. That's how you change your life. Hallelujah. This book should not what? Depart from your mouth. Everything you say must be consistent with it. Not depart from your mouth. What will you do with it? It says you shall meditate. He didn't say you will read. Many people don't know the difference. Hallelujah. Meditation. Okay, let me help you understand this way. We need food to be strong, right? If you don't eat, you're going to be physically weak. So, the food you eat gives you strength. Am I correct? But I'm not really correct. Because it is not the food you eat that gives you strength. It's the food that you digest. Hallelujah. So, even though you have eaten food, you must digest it. Now, it is not even the food you digest that gives you strength. It is the food you assimilate. Hallelujah. Because there are conditions where your food is there in your GIT and your body is not able to absorb the food. So even though you are eating the food, you will be deficient of it. Hallelujah. So the same way, you must break down the word of God and it's through meditation. It's that posture where you think about it. At the beginning, you will slip off. 
Hallelujah. That's why Paul likes a physical exercise. Praise God. But to sit down and think, hallelujah, practice. Hallelujah. And it's easy to do. What does meditation entail? Let me put it this way. At the end of this meeting, Pastor Carlton has promised that everybody that attends this meeting will get one million naira. Yes. But the man himself has not spoken. <laughs> now, if this announcement is made here, you will notice that you will stop following the meeting. You will be targeting how to ensure that you are among the first because you don't know how the resource uh, this thing is uh, loaded. But you know that the chances are better if you are among the folk that come first. You may move your seat even. Praise God, because one million has been promised. Now, while we are busy preaching to ourselves, you are going to go into a new world. Praise God. Yes. Meanwhile, it is information about something you have not seen. You have not seen the one million. All you have is information. Praise God. But because you believe it, something will happen inside of you. You are going to sit back and say, oh, one million. Ah, Father, thank you. Ah, I'll be praying for this. See, even your attitude, your manner, everything is being adjusted. Praise God. And then you start talking to yourself like a madman. Come, I'm going to go to uh, ah, that, that shirt I saw. Ah, those shoes I've been planning for. Oh, God. I have to go tomorrow morning. No, no, not tomorrow. I have a conference. Uh, see, it is just information you got. But that information has triggered a journey that nobody around you is seeing but you. You are entering the reality of that money. How much it, you are already counting it in your mind. Hallelujah. You know exactly where you are going. In fact, the shirt you are going to buy, you know the color. I don't want that one. That one is too long. I prefer the one that came from uh, Turkey. The, uh, that one, that designer. Oh, that one is very nice. You're already planning. You're breaking down the money. And then you look at your landlord now. Pay him half. It's a wicked man. <laughs> pay him half. <laughs> you have not seen the money. Before the service is over, you have spent all of it. There's no confusion where that money is going to enter. None at all. It's really inside of you. Hallelujah. To an extent, like somebody comes to you and says, what's going on? You say, oh, God has just blessed me. You haven't seen the money. Hallelujah. That is what meditation does. You need to create time to take the word of God as a seed. Grow it in your heart. Hallelujah. Now let's go back there. It says, number one, this book of the law should not depart out of your mouth. Keep speaking the word. And then meditate not sometimes. Day and night. You know, fill your mind with that thought only. I never was thinking about the multiple fibroids. No? How would that help me? Hallelujah. Or endometriosis. Praise God. How would that help me? Hallelujah. We put our energy on what we know help. Praise God. Train yourself that way. An exam I did not take as a student. 
back then, it meant I was out of medical school. The problems are that, how am I going to face my parents to say, look, I didn't take an exam. It wasn't my fault, really, because I went to the school and they said, okay, you in um, batch two. Your exam is tomorrow. So I left. But the HOD came back and said, oh, everybody come do the exam. Afterwards. So I missed taking that exam. It was my final chance to do that exam. So the implication is that I have failed and I was out of medical school. I looked at God's word then. A book by Kenneth Hagin, Casting Your Cares Upon Me. I just read that book. So I said, I'm going to lean on this. I shut everything out of my mind. I took that book, looked at it again, and then went on my knees. I said, Father, it's a problem, but you told me that you love me, that you care for me, and that I should cast my cares upon you. The word cast means to throw. If I hold this handkerchief and I throw it, it's no longer with me. It's now with the new owner. Praise God. So I say, Father, you see this exam? I'm casting it and the problems over to you. I will not pray again about this. If I remember, I will just give you thanks because it's no longer mine. Brethren, I did not finish the prayer when Satan began to talk to me. Since I didn't know you were even an idiot. <laughs> you better plan which faculty you are relocating to. The earlier you start, the better. This foolishness. But I made up my mind to focus on the word of God. It wasn't an easy thing to do. But I thank God because it has helped me a lot over time. Praise God. So, and I began to do that. I remember it. I said, no, no, don't talk to me about it. I've already handed this matter over to the Lord. If you want to discuss it, go meet him. I kept doing that. I kept doing that. I kept doing that. And then after about two weeks, the results came out. I was with some other medical students, my classmates, when somebody came and said, oh, you folks are still here. Our results are out. And then all of them began to rush over to the medical school and I followed them. We got there. And all of my, my classmates were all there, crowded, looking at the notice board. And I said, oh, thank God I didn't pass. Oh, I passed, and so on. Then my friend I went with looked and said, ah, thank God. I got 52. The cutoff was 50. Thank God, I passed. So after a while, I said, okay, let me also check for mine. So I went over. I searched for my number. I finally found it. When I found my number, because all students were listed, those that didn't do the exam, they put X against your name and your number. So I found my number, I traced it to whatever was written in front of it, and I got there, Then I came back again, you know, to be sure that, you know, the, the line has to be straight. Yes, it has to be straight to be sure that the information is accurate. So I went back again, yes, I'm still on the same line now. Look back again. Yes, same journey. Yes, yes, yes. I get back. Ah! You know, I did that a few times. Because each time I travel to the end, I see 55. I see 55. And I kept confirming and reconfirming. I became clear. It's 55. So are you sure it happened? But I'm a doctor. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
That's how God delivered me. Now, I did not go and complain at the school that there was a mistake. You people made a very grave error. Yeah, you see this exam, I did not really take it. I don't know what happened. Somebody uh, did something wrong. The Bible says, don't be over-righteous. Hallelujah. Okay. So, it says, this book should not depart out of your mouth. Meditate day and night so that you may do what? Observe. Observe. Now, let me tell you what works here. Praise God. Listen very carefully. Your spirit man has eyes and ears and all the faculties. Praise God. Let me use my own ex- experience. I, um, like I said, I, I actually had two additional years in university because I didn't do well. I was always preaching, going around, traveling everywhere. Hardly attended lectures, including coming to Unilag. <laughs> back then, you guys, man. So, I had this exam I needed to take, and I saw that that exam was such that when I passed it, I would transition from the preclinicals to now taking clinical courses. As a medical student, the first few years are years that you basically learn a lot of background stuff. And when you pass some of these exams, then you cannot be taken to the hospital where you cannot interact with actual patients. So this is that exam. So when I was to do this exam, I said, I need to pass this exam. I must apply the word of God. So I searched the scriptures and found the verses that spoke to my heart. Hallelujah. That's the first step. Because we are told this book of the Lord should not depart from your mouth. The first thing is to find it. Praise God. So I found the scriptures that were mine for this occasion. Praise God. Now what I did was that I sat back now and I began to now meditate on those scriptures. And this is what I was doing. If I tell you shut your eyes now, and imagine a white cat. If you shut your eyes, you're quiet. After a while, you'll be able to picture a white cat. Words are translated into pictures in your mind. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right? Now, when you see that white cat, it will be a product of the words that I have spoken. But the word of God is a spiritual material. Even though it is physical that you can read. Jesus said the words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. They have the same material as what makes up your spirit man. That's why you can feed your spirit on that. Hallelujah. So this is what happens. When you take the word of God, you get quiet and you are praying in the spirit because you are trying to exercise spirituality. Praise God. Exercise your mind to see the picture of that word. 
exercise your mind. The same way you can see a cat. When I say, imagine a cat. Hallelujah. Exercise your mind to see the reality of that word. If you are ill, picture yourself healed. Doing something different from lying down on the bed. See yourself carrying your baby. Are you listening? So, get the word. It says, meditate day and night so that you can observe. You have to see. It's only then you can make your way prosperous. So, what I did back then, um, I took the word of God. I was praying about this exam. And I tried not to begin to see myself in that exam coming out with good grades and then my new life. So this is what I did. I went first. I picked two points. I said, after passing this exam, what is my first day going to be like? I need to have a picture of my success. That can, anytime I look at that situation, that's what I will be seeing. I need to have it. Praise God. So, I told myself, on my first day in the clinic, what would I look like? So, I started to form a picture of a red shirt, perhaps. I can't remember what I started. I said, wearing a red shirt, you know, gray trousers. And you see, what will happen is this. Those pictures will not sit in your heart. Praise God. So you are praying in the spirit. Those pictures. See, when a picture is coming from your spirit, it will, there will be that assurance that goes with it. So that picture, everything I tried as I was praying and meditating, there's no picture that settled. Hallelujah. Until I got to a point after some days where I thought of myself wearing a white shirt, a black tie, black uh, pants, I mean black trousers, black shoes, I was holding a black stethoscope. I was wearing my word coat. And the picture just sat in my heart. Hallelujah. I didn't feel troubled about it. Praise God. Because my spirit man is catching the picture of the reality of that word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So I kept doing that exercise until then I had that stable picture in my heart and carried assurance. If it's not the right picture that the Holy Ghost is orchestrating, it will not sit. Because it's coming from just your outer senses. Hallelujah. But this one, I got to a point in that meditation where it now sat. And I knew that the first day I would go for my clinicals, I would wear a black trouser, white shirt, a black tie, and I would have a black stethoscope. I left that scene. I said, let me try another one. How will I tell my parents I've made it? I tried to have different pictures of how it will happen in my heart. In meditation. This takes hours and days. Praise God. As you keep speaking the word, thinking about it. Just the same way if you hear one million naira, your mind will go to that shop and the shirt you're going to buy. Praise God. And so, as I looked at different scenarios, and then this is what Nasat finally that when I come, as I open the gate, my mom will open the door of the house. Who is there? I say, mom, I passed. And I could see her jumping. That was the picture that resonated and sat in my heart. Eventually, I did that exam. I passed it. 
But the morning I was to go to the clinicals, I was running late. When I went to the market to buy a stethoscope, I didn't find a black one. I bought a, uh, a gray one. So I was running late that morning. I remember that morning I woke up. My friend Dr. Laurie was my roommate. I jumped up, got dressed, got a white shirt, put it on, black trouser. It was already ironed from previous outing. Wore my black shoes. That's it was my stethoscope. I couldn't find where I kept it. I was running late. I said, Peter, give me yours. He just threw a black stethoscope at me. Hallelujah. It was while I was going, oh my God. This is that which I have seen. This is that which I have seen. When I got to my parents' place, as I was opening the gate, my mom opened the door of the house. Who is there? And I shouted, Mom, I pass. And she started dancing exactly the way I'd seen her in my heart. Hallelujah. People of God, you have ears. God will talk to you. You have eyes. You can see. Hallelujah. I mean, there are certain prophetic levels. Praise God. But you see, you need to do what you need to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. At this level, every believer can function there. Praise God. Every believer can function there. When you train your eyes, then before you know it, you can perceive and see different spiritual things and all of that. Remember, the Holy Ghost in you, he comes to give you visions and dreams. Praise God. And he's changing your language into prophecy. Blessed be his name. I said, blessed be his name. Maybe we should thank God at this point in time. Rest your feet, please. Let's just give thanks to God. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. We bless his name. Dear Lord, I bless you. He reigns. Elohim, you reign. Blessed be his name. Our God, bless him. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Oh, yes, Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
like Elisha prayed for his servant Lord open his eyes to see this morning I speak over you in Jesus name activating that dimension of seeing and knowing that your senses take on life for you to hear the sounds of heaven and to see the realities of the kingdom Father God activate their bellies for them to see your God and I thank you I thank you I bless your name Father Dear God, I bless you. Supernatural help comes to this house. In the name of Jesus. Father, I bless you, O God. I bless you. I bless you. Thank you, Father, because you set your hands upon your people, O God. For a new dimension of functionality. I give you praise, Father. I give you praise. I give you praise. People of God, the power of God is here today equipping his people giftings are coming alive as we take our place in him thank you father for teaching us and instructing us i bless you i bless you in the name of jesus amen praise god well god's word has come to us now it's time for us to apply ourselves praise god be seated a while hallelujah amen Glory to God. I want to see every lady who is wearing black here. Please stand up. Let me uh, identify the person. All of you. It's a bright light. I'm not. Uh... Ah, you are there. Come, 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 come. Yes, you. Hallelujah. I saw your face in my spirit. I want to pray for you. The hand of God that changes a man's life. Come, come, come closer. Thank you, dear God. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Lord. As you set your hands upon this dear lady for a supernatural work, Jesus, fill her with your spirit. Activate the dimensions of the spirit from today literally encounters from the Lord will come upon you in the name of Jesus oh God the Lord will greatly enlarge your coast enlarge your coast I see you in time to come instructing people in the things of God 
God has a place for you in his work. And these are preparation times. Lord, thank you. Tell her, the Lord says, I'm calling you to a place of separation and dedication to me. Today marks a new beginning for you. Ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, O oh God. Lord, I pray for her according to your instruction in the name of Jesus. And then power of God upon you, bring you to this place of equipment that from today your belly becomes a belly of revelation in Jesus' name. Lord, let it be so, Father. I bless you in Jesus' name. It's yours now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give God thanks. Yes. Hallelujah. Blessed be his name. Amen. Praise God. You see that it's not so hard, isn't it? Praise God. Keep exercising yourself and practicing. Hallelujah. And you will see that the treasures around your life, God will lead you into all of them in Jesus' name. Praise God. All right. Praise the Lord. I think we can do better than that. Let's give the Lord a hand clap and bless. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much um, for the word. Um, you know, today's... Um, you know, Pastor Efe's uh, last session in the conference, although he's going to be ministering at High Life Church tomorrow, at our church tomorrow morning, and um, which is going to be here at 10 o'clock. Um, but because it's the last day of the conference, I just want us to pray for him. Let's all stand together and just uh, stretch our hands toward him. Let's stretch our hands toward him and... Um, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Esimbrono keriski bia leto brane espirilegina mando brano sipia labono skibat ezimone akinia labrono skeli degina sambrono fideskibate hospirilegina gana skipia labono skibate menis ilidigina arume eskire adome astire ande bene subriala gonesk rinde bene sipio lavanas bless him from your heart those words that the lord has given you prophesy them over his life those things that you are seeing declare them over his life because our God takes us from glory to glory. Let, let, let us call the God who is the whirlwind to surround this man and lift him up and take him to places that he has never been. Habeno Cipria de Kirie Dia Lebonosk, Erina Cabrono Fia de Cipia, Erina Capreno, Vinene, Vinene Manosque, Rana Copria La Bononose, Erina Cipio Lavonoskibate, Eria Lagorskibia, that he will be replenished. Hasendro Noskibia, as he has watered, he will be watered. Habreno Cipria La Bonosibia Laganes, Heria La Bonoscipria, Hebringo Tesque. Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, our next session is going to be at 3 o'clock. Uh, Ken, you can take uh, the ministers out. And we're going to have, um, well, we're going to receive an offering now. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Were we blessed from the ministry of the word? Let's give the Lord a hand clap again and just bless him. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, you know, tonight, today, or this afternoon, we're going to receive an offering um, for um, Pastor Afe. Um, so everything that we receive in this uh, service is going to go directly to him. Okay? Uh, we have a budget, and, um, you know, there is a, an amount that I want us to bless him with as an honorarium. Um, but whatever we give today, I mean, you know, the Lord might have a, you know, he has blessed you abundantly and he wants you to bless him. So whatever you give will go to him, yeah? Over and above anything that we have stipulated as a, as a minimum we want to give, yeah? Because sometimes, you know, like I met a lovely couple who, uh, this couple over here, you know, I met them yesterday and um, they have been tracking you know, uh, he, he blessed them so much at, at uh, another ministry he was ministering at, uh, Pastor Podgers at Wafbeck. And they've been to, you know, they've been to Benin. They're coming, you know, here. So, they, you know, th there's been a grace that um, on his life that has really impacted their lives. And, and sometimes a lot leads people here who have that on their hearts that they want to bless him. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying specifically that whatever you give today is going to go directly to him. Now, I want us to look at 3 John. Uh, just read a, a couple of verses of Scripture from there. Um, I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. So please put up the Passion. 3 John, verse 5. It says, My beloved friend, I commend you for your demonstration of faithful love by all that you have done for the brothers on their journey. You know, in my Bible, um, it's under a heading saying financially supporting missionaries. Those who have been sent to you on a mission. If he's here on a mission and he has fulfilled that mission. It says, verse 6 says, they have shared, pub oh sorry, uh, done for the brothers on their journey, even though they were strangers at the time. They have shared publicly with the congregation about the beautiful acts of love you have shown them. Now, if you would be so kind, send them on their way with a generous gift in a manner that will honor God. Hallelujah. Their gifts, their generous gifts, and their gifts that are done in a manner that will honor God. Yeah? It says, you see, it was their passion for the glory of the name of Christ that launched them out. And they've not accepted financial support from unbelievers. They are deserving of all the support we can give them. Because through our giving, we can partner with them for the truth. Hallelujah. Through our giving, we become partners and participators in the ministry God has given them, including the reward of that ministry. Hallelujah. So today we're going we're gonna to invest in Pastor if his life and ministry. And we're going to bless him. Hallelujah. We're going to bless him. We're going to bless him. So please make your 
checks payable to High Life Church. Um, we will convert that to cash and give it to him. Um, if you are given by POS, we have POS terminals at the back. Uh, what you could do for us is, you know, normally when you pay by POS, you get two slips. There's a, a slip for the organization and a slip for you. So the one for the organization, put it in an envelope and put it in the offering basket, um, which are, you see all over, um, you know, on the sides of the hall, so that we can collate that and convert that to cash and bless him. Yeah? If um, you want to do a transfer, these are the transfer details. Uh, do a transfer, but make the reference, Pastor Ife. Yeah? So that way we know that this is specifically for him. So we'll put all that together and give it, um, give it to him. If it's below the minimum we want to give, we will, you know, we would um, make sure we, we make up the difference. Um, if it is over and above, it is not going to go anywhere else apart from him. All right? Um, so that is our, our commitment to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so thankful for the word we have received. Lord, we're thankful uh, because you, you give us lavishly. We don't pay for blessings. <laughs> you give us lavishly because you love us. Father, we want to honor Efe um, for his dedication, for his sacrifice. So we prepare our gift and we bless him with it. Father, we know that even though this gift leaves our hands, it will never leave our lives. For your word says we shall cast our bread on the waters and it will come back to us after many days. Thank you. Because it, it comes back to us as revelation. It comes back to us as blessings of every sort. It comes back to us as financial expansion. Lord, we are grateful in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. So 3 p.m., um, you know, we're going to be here. And uh, we have um, uh, Pastor David Edwards. And he's going to do two sessions back to back. You know, he was actually meant to just do the one session at 5 but given how he has been, you know, given how he has been teaching, I asked him, I said, you know, Pastor David, you know, do you, I mean, you only have one more session. Uh, are you sure everything that you have on your heart, you'll be able to dispense? Or should we make another? He said, we can make another session. So, of course, I, I gladly, quickly, you know, took up that, uh, that opportunity. I mean, if you haven't heard Pastor David before, uh, honestly, you need to be back here. I mean, the, the last two sessions have been absolutely explosive. We're going to start promptly at 3 o'clock. Uh, so please be here. Uh, we'll have some time of worship and we'll get into the word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for coming and see your three. All right. The offering baskets are going around. Uh, if you need uh, an envelope, uh, lift up your hands. The, the ushers will give you one. Um, if you want to do a transfer, like I said, um, do what needs to be done. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sandra, can we have some music? See you three. Father, today, 